In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. First topic today is we have a mug for sale that we made today <laughs> that says until the end of democracy. We would love for you to buy it. I have to mention these things immediately or I forget. That is an important topic. Because I hate asking for things, so I have to do it yeah. right away. <laughs> do you drink do you drink hot coffee? Yes, I'm a hot coffee okay. drinker. Okay. Cause I'm not. No. So I I never really use the mugs. I just kind of like look at them. <laughs> Ours is, I'm actually excited about this one because this one is in a slightly different style that my fiance prefers. It's a bigger mug. And right now the only one we have that's like that says like the Supremes and it has like RGB and Elena Kagan and Sotomayor. And he's used it so many times that RBG is like starting to sort of peel off and it's like really depressing and symbolic. So we need a new mug. And you can get one at shopbetches.com. Go to shopbetches.com. If you don't want to spend $20 in a mug, you could also leave us a review that honestly helps us just as much. Uh, it helps people find us. It helps the show rank higher. And who doesn't need that? So leave us a review. Pick up a mug. We're everywhere. So many ways to support us. I know people always ask. So let's get into today's news. Yesterday, Millie and Elise and I talked about sort of the immediate reactions to the second, not the second mass shooting in seven days, the seventh mass shooting in seven days, but uh, the biggest, the second extremely deadly one. How are you guys feeling this week? Hopeless. Yeah. Caitlin? Uh, definitely. I mean, you need to have some like hope in order to lose it. So I'm <laughs> broadly, broadly demoralized, beaten, I guess is kind of where I am. Not to say like, I'm, I'm going to stop fighting, but just kind of, you just look at everything and you're just like, no. I just imagine baby Caitlin, like, you know, when you're young and your parents are like, how do you feel? I feel like five-year-old Caitlin would totally be like, broadly demoralized. <laughs> <laughs> I might like have a video parents, of that. definitely a time where I said, I, I answered, they were like, we didn't have a first word. You had a first sentence. And I was what like, was it? I don't, they don't, they were like, actually in a first paragraph. I was like, what? <laughs> it was Lincoln's inaugural. Yeah, it was your first 140 characters. <laughs> It really was. <laughs> uh, so we went over a lot of this yesterday, but then a lot more happened yesterday in terms of how members of Congress reacted and what path this might take and if that path might be any different than the one we tend to see after these tragedies. So about two weeks ago, the Democratic-controlled House passed two bills that would expand background checks on all commercial gun sales. The first is H.R. 8, and that one expands background checks for all firearm sales or transfers in the country. Seems logical, including between private parties or at gun shows or online. 
eight Republicans supported that legislation. So, I mean, by current standards, kind of bipartisan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you object to universal background checks. Uh, the other, I mean, I guess I do know. The other House passed bill would close the Charleston loophole. This allows some licensed gun sales to go through before a required background check is done. More specifically, this is really technical, but it basically elongates the period a dealer must wait to hear back on a background check before selling the gun. Um, an issue with this process is what basically allowed Dylan Roof to get a gun to kill nine people after he had been recently arrested on drug charges. Uh, he should that should have disqualified him from obtaining a weapon. But just a process with the paperwork, like somebody was doing paperwork and encountered a snafu and never followed up with it. And he was allowed to get a weapon and kill several people and nine people. We also know um the con Congress is definitely going to look at waiting periods as well. The shooter in Atlanta bought the gun the same day he shot eight people dead. So only actually zero Republicans in the House supported the closing the loophole bill. This hearing, there was a Senate hearing yesterday on gun safety that had been scheduled even before Monday's shooting. And it basically just descended into Republicans rejecting the issue of gun violence and refusing to consider any reforms that, as we mentioned yesterday, an overwhelming majority of Americans support. I hate this show. I hate the reruns. I hate it. It is so incredibly frustrating that it, it feels like being a hamster on a hamster wheel that you can just never get out of because you need Joe Manchin to get rid of the filibuster. Like you need one or two people yeah. to just stop being such a stubborn asshole and we can maybe do something substantial to prevent sudden mass death mm -hmm. that comes out of nowhere and traumatizes not just the people in the tragedy, but those adjacent to it. And then all of us just sort of sitting here mm -hmm. existing in America. It is insane that the elected officials don't see this as their responsibility to save lives. And they see it more as their responsibility to ensure that any fucking person can get a gun at any time yeah. and then literally go hours later and kill people. And we yeah. haven't even started on like the assault rifle question mm -hmm. yet. Exactly. Yeah. I wrote, uh, well, back many mass shootings ago, I wrote an entire piece about how like we don't solve gun violence because it is a white supremacy, a, a what literally the white supremacist patriarchy problem. It's disproportionately that as much as people say, well, what if you're a woman who's, you know, been assaulted? I'm like, well, you guys don't even like women saying that they've been assaulted by that specific guy, let alone pulling out a gun and shooting him. Do you could you like we we can't even be like hey that that guy was kind of shitty oh my god and like destroyed but like you think people would be just totally fine if we were like that guy he's sketchy I'm gonna take a gun and shoot him in the head like no right. one is cool with that absolutely zero percent of people are cool with that paradigm it's uh, these constant hypotheticals about this violence happening in society um, which is not accurate which is constantly based on this. Uh, irrationalized, racialized, very racialized fears. You know, it's the same thing about the hyping up of terrorism, um, especially for white people who don't live in major metro areas. Like both of the places that got hit are in in those uh, domestic attacks, um, and, and not like the domestic terror attacks. But like when we were hit by international terrorism, 
those were giant metro areas, as you would expect, that are full of brown people. And it was not the brown people in the metro area who created the problem. None of that had anything to do with that. So you've got white people in Kansas being like, I got to be ready for the terrorisms. And I'm like, no one is trying to blow you up. Like, literally no one. Like, not like blow up your phone, maybe like, (laughs) but like not nobody up. Like, (laughs) well, also, I mean, the a cop was killed. That cop presumably was the person I am sure this has to discharge his weapon to injure the shooter. He had a gun. So I, I don't, curiously, we are not hearing the argument that more guns in the hands of better people would have stopped this. It clearly did not. Right. Right. That was, that was my, the first second I saw it, they like put up the cop on the, on the screen. I'm like, okay, the good guy with the gun, uh, what, what happened to him? Mm -hmm. And, and the truth is that, it, with the because it's not just the background checks it's the assault rifles mm-hmm. and it is the number of shots that can be fired in like a second right. that can kill 10 people the officer a probably does not have an assault rifle and even if he did mm-hmm. he could get shot so much quicker than he could ever draw it it's like i'm not i'm not i've never i don't know fucking shit about combat but like <laughs> It just seems kind of obvious. Um, I guess Republicans would reply to that then. Okay, cops need assault rifles too. But even if he had one, he got shot before he he could get a shot off. And okay, but yeah, it's it's insane. We're just going to literally at that point. But then the other people still died. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 just continues happening. Where it doesn't. We're always drawn into these arguments about the specific moment and the specific thing. Could this specific one have been stopped? And the answer is like, well, that that's kind of irrelevant. We should mm-hmm. have laws that make it harder for people to perpetrate violence because there's no need for it. And right. there's this kind of obsession with continuing to cast our society as this like, we're just barely holding off the hordes of rabid whatever and you're like well those are all people and many of them are citizens and i wonder a lot about like when you know there's like lauren bobert and and uh, mtg and like all of these new QAnon members who literally have invented threats yep. to justify the reason why they stockpile weapons and the, this justification is their answer to i should be able to shoot fellow citizens this is, a, this is not like I you know, I need oh, yeah. it for protection. Protection from what? You live in a McMansion. Protection <laughs> from your tacky decor? Like, please. <laughs> protection yeah. from the taxidermied predators. Ugh. Lauren Bobert, I think, posted because she was like, remember she posted all of her guns be- behind her. And somebody said that's like a really dangerous way to like store your guns for future use. And she was like, who said who, who said anything about future use? Like these are locked and loaded and ready to go if anyone, if I need for them right what? now. Against who? Exactly. Exactly. And like you were saying, Kaylin, we, we said yesterday we listed all of the mass shootings that happened across the country. Whenever there is a tweet, I'm trying to get off Twitter lately. Whenever there's a tweet <laughs> from a liberal about why we need to end gun violence the first reply is always somebody from a troll farm or somebody being like but what about all the black on black crime in chicago it's like we just named 10 cities from coast to coast that incidentally this week didn't include chicago but also a grocery store in in as if that's a good reason not to care about guns as if it's just like well number one it's not really white people number two it's just black people shooting each other why should we care i'm like if you're gonna comment if your first comment is like well what about all the violence in chicago exactly 
exactly right. right why don't you want to stop it maybe they shouldn't be you know because they can use that to be like that's why we need weapons we in kansas need a rifle to protect against the gangs in chicago but what you're saying about like bobert and her whole like gun toting i'm packing heat for protection i think what goes sort of like unsaid about that is that is like a culture that is like yeah. an overcompensation a cultural personality the same way that like you have a coastal elite personality the difference is that like i think that she they embrace it more and they actually can be life-threatening are guns there woody allen <laughs> thank god <laughs> yeah like Woody Allen movies yeah, yeah. like but but not, not even yeah, it's more present in their lives than Woody Allen movies are in you know someone who lives on the Upper West Side well it's like a, when Obama got slayed because he said they cling to guns and religion they do they do I mean right right like what's so wrong about saying that if um she we're all like, clinging to things but yeah i don't cling i cling to like bad tv and tiktok not deadly yeah. weapons because of right. the phrasing because he's a, a coastal elite because he's mm-hmm. a secret muslim with a love <laughs> child i mean these people have like a just very it's, it's the other thing too is like you know we are in the same conflict we have been for 150 years 160 now jesus gets worse every time um and another decade passed just happening all the time um and and the same energy was coming from again the south like the north looks down on us they don't respect our culture like no you enslave people we don't respect your culture no i don't respect people who feel the need to stockpile weapons what are you doing you don't need them if you are saying, oh, well, what about government tyranny? I assure you, the Air Force, if the government were to decide that they want that, you are up against the what, the very same military you worship all the time. How do you think that's going to go? That's you so think true. you're going to win with your you one person with your stockpile of weapons? No, sir. They will just take you out from the air. <laughs> the same you. people who are like, don't take away from the defense budget. And if there are any intact <laughs> weapons after they find the rubble of your existence, they will take them. <laughs> so, like, right. stop acting like there's a real chance that you might need to have weapons. But I would like to point out, we just had an armed insurrection <laughs> happen. Important like, to note. Really months ago. Sorry. It's yeah, weird. that people act like didn't happen and, like, isn't an ongoing thing. But here's the, here's the thing. It's like analogous to the south and sort of like this now don't take my guns culture they are the ones who are like you look down on us and like yeah we do but like you look down on us they look down on us like i don't give a fuck like why is it so important that we have to respect their culture they don't respect ours and like i don't care if they respect it like it really just doesn't matter well also the way that you like don't deal with that is like you just have laws in place so that we don't have to talk about our personal feelings about each other's culture like if only like they don't respect my culture of like if i get pregnant i don't want to be i'm gonna get an abortion they think that's a culture thing it's not it's a it's my right under the law well they think that the guns are their right under the law yeah which i mean that's the second the, that's, amendment and the, right and the critical problem which is what we'll talk about when we get to the filibuster is that 
because of the way the Senate is designed, it is actually a small number. It's not a small, insignificant number of people, but the beliefs of the people, like even something like 70% of NRA members are fine with universal background checks, but actually only like 5 million out of 105 million gun owners in the United States are even part of the NRA. So the NRA is actually like kind of like to the left to most of the gun owners, because if you're going to be in the National Rifle Association, you might take it more seriously anyway. Like you might not right. just be one of those, who knows. But like you um, see it as like a, a like um, a li- almost like there are like rules to the culture. Like you wouldn't right. just go out and shoot somebody because you respect. And that's part of the, the hobby weapons. about it. Like yeah. people that have intense hobbies like that and that, you know, like people that love cars, they're going to like get right. into all of that. But if you're just into it because of the power that you think it, the violent right. power you think it symbolizes, you're not going to want to go to like meetings about it. Yeah, the the NRA I do see as sort of analogous to like, yeah, like a really big car fan where like they are more respectable and less into like the murder part of them. Right, of course. Right, right, exactly. It's only changed because like the people at the top. And it's important to, to recognize that the NRA is a lobbying group as much as anything else. And it's lobbying. It's funded effectively by arms manufacturers. And like because it's funded by gun manufacturers, the actual membership and their opinions on things are entirely irrelevant to That's what it actually is. That's such an important point, right? Yeah, it's like I hadn't thought about that. All the money situation. You know, I'm over here being Mark Felt, like follow the money. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. It's like it's mis- it's mischaracterizing <laughs> to be like NRA members and gun members. Like the NRA doesn't actually represent gun members. It represents the gun lobby. So it's like mis- it misrepresents it to say like the NRA and all of these gun members, we have to respect them. No, they're just they're just working for other people who yeah. want to sell they guns. they want more arms sales. The most important thing for gun manufacturers. And and, you know, I, I read several more like liberal gun owner threads where you know people who are like yeah i have liberal politics and i also own guns um and like which are not antithetical to each other um over there in the revolutionary side of things um (laughs) but like you know people (laughs) there are people who are like you know i'm not an arms expert but these are completely unnecessary like these, these we should have really strict laws like there's no reason for this Unless you're inheriting from family, there's like no reason not to trace that gun and to know where it's from. And like, I really believe we need a national gun registry because it's the only way to be 100 percent sure that you are capturing every single one. You know, all the background checks, all this stuff. It's all just a way of getting around the fact that we don't have a, a registry for guns and that anytime you see a gun with a serial number filed off and that you can't trace is immediately criminal. So you should just automatically, if you have, if you're found with one on you and it doesn't have a serial number, that should be in and of itself. Like, I'm sorry, you are, are carrying an unregistered weapon. Like if that's- you did that in any other country. It and, seems and so it similar. A misdemeanor. It doesn't have to be like a, we, we need to decarceralize our state as it yeah, is. True. But, yeah. but like, I think that weapons are a really good place to actually have meaningful consequences because, you know, the alternative is all of the murder that we are could be subjected to while, I don't know, playing baca ball or, you know, uh, being at the beach or going to the movie theater or going to a spa or working at a spa or literally at any time anywhere in this human society that we've built. Yeah. 
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So congressional Republicans, are, they're acting like doing these very simple things, like really all we're really considering right now in this week is background checks. And right. congressional Republicans are acting like that means we want to take all guns. Background checks, actually, they're not perfect. They need reform overall. But background checks currently at the federal level, they basically make it impossible for you to get a gun if you have like a domestic violence charge, if you have a restraining order out against you, which doesn't capture all abusers, remember, because if you're scared of your abuser, you're probably not even necessarily going to go that route. Certain felonies, substance abuse disorders, um, if you've ever been involuntarily committed, lots of great, excellent reasons not to have a gun. And yet we still can't seem to agree on this. Many uh, GOP senators said yesterday that the reactions from Democrats in the House are ridiculous theater. Let's listen to GOP senators Ted Cruz and John Kennedy make their cases yesterday. Senator from Connecticut just said, it's time for us to do something. I agree. It is time for us to do something. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. What happens in this committee after every mass shooting is Democrats propose taking away guns from law-abiding citizens. 
because that's their political objective. But what they propose, not only does it not reduce crime, it makes it worse. What has happened in the last few days, what's happened in the last years, is of course tragic. And I'm not, I'm not trying to perfectly equate these two, but we have a lot of drunk drivers in America that kill a lot of people. We ought, to, we ought to try to combat that too. But I think what many folks on my side of the aisle are saying is that the answer is not to get rid of all sober drivers. The answer is to concentrate on the problem. Okay, that didn't even make any sense. I literally feel like I need a Xanax. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to make reaction gifts out of your whole, both of you, for that whole past minute. <laughs> that was a torture. Why did you make this? So, <laughs> like, it's so slow, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, but even more insane. Okay, fine. Let's let's agree <laughs> that maybe we do have a lot of drunk drivers, which is a thing that we all worked on. We have seatbelt <laughs> laws. We have like a number of things we have to prevent people from killing each other with cars that they should not be driving is very high. We have whole public relations campaigns dedicated, especially around the holidays, saying like, just get a cap. Just you just also have to take a go. test. To be to drive. Yeah, you don't just like, go to the car store saying I've never driven before. May I please have, have a car? Pay, and they say sure. You have to pay car insurance, which will become more expensive if you fuck up. You have to, like, you get points on your license if you you could get your license revoked. You have to drive with you a, need license. a license. You need a license to drive. <laughs> it's a state issued license. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's do this. Let's treat guns like cars. Yeah, like, let's do There's a national. I love, yeah, I love it. Like every if you see a, a car without a license plate, it's a violation. You're right. supposed to have a license plate on it. You are supposed to know what how to identify that make and vehicle because it's in a database somewhere. Imagine if speeding cops just like instead of like at the end of the month to hit their quota, they just like sat on the side of the highway finding people speeding. They were like, maybe I can go find some illegal assault weapons. I think that might be better. That would be a good use. You know what's interesting about like the whole conservative thing is that like if you could pitch something like a national gun registry to them as like almost having a respect for like a military kind of thing, like as an American, you um, it's the patriotic like thing to do the right is to, to reg- have a gun. Right. Wouldn't that yeah. be a point of pride for them? Why right. is the point of pride that they can get them easily? Tell them that if you aren't a citizen, you can't get a gun. <laughs> and maybe. I mean, like, d- d- is that something that they believe? I, I don't even think no, it is. Because because the, the point is, is that <laughs> all Republican policy is just a rationalization for the things they already want. And what yeah. they want is a white supremacist ethnostate. <laughs> so anything that could inhibit that or that makes the members of their party feel like that will be more difficult to achieve is a thing that needs to be that, that needs to stay intact. So if there's there's something that is in their way, it needs to be destroyed. And if there's something that they think would would hold them back. It needs uh, that that or is propelling them forward towards that that thing needs to stay, which kind of brings us naturally to the filibuster, which is absolutely an instrument of white supremacist policy. Yes, let's talk about that. So naturally, this debate has come with calls to end the filibuster in order to pass sensible gun reform with a simple 50 vote majority. 
Joe Manchin enters the chat. Joe Manchin said Tuesday that he doesn't support either of the two gun safety bills the House passed earlier this month, ones we just mentioned. Instead, he wants to revisit a 2013 bill he wrote with GOP Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. That would require background checks for most purposes, but would still allow private sales to friends and family. Manchin says that his ideas are basically that you should be able to send, sell a gun or gift a gun to somebody you know uh, without dealing with all of that. We should all be able to give guns to our friends, which made me think like, because no neighbor after a mass shooting has ever said, I knew him, he was a nice kid. I would have never imagined that he'd do this. So yes, I trust Joe Manchin's judgment. And like, if you want to sell guns and and that's your, it's like, yeah, puppy mills reported are supposed to give puppies to responsible owners. They don't give a shit. There are more references checked on adopting a cat than there are like, adopting like a turtle <laughs> yeah like you're not a, like they, they'll check to see if you know you're a, an animal killer like why can't they check to see if you're a human killer they won't give you a dog if you're not home all the time <laughs> right and what you have to do to get a gun is out of control i caitlin i really think your idea of treating guns as cars is like the best possible thing you can't just give someone a car like i guess you could technically give someone a car but you they they need to be on the insurance there if if there's a deed it needs to be in their name like it's just why is why is it a free-for-all we acknowledge that it can cause death and so we have all we attach all these requirements to it and it it obviously makes no sense we haven't done that with with deadly weapons yet a well-regulated militia being necessary (laughs) <laughs> yeah for a free state <laughs> yeah you know like well regulated is like right there i i don't understand mm-hmm. like why we're having these arguments the reason that we don't already have these systems in place is because we didn't have the capacity to run them back when we first started but like cars you can always just build them in over time but of course there are a lot of people who want access to two guns because they are a political minority and they know that if it were to come down to it, they would not be able to succeed in the society without the implicit threat of violence. That's, yeah. That's, that's the core of it. And we watched this happen just too much. Like it just continues to baffle me where they're like, we're just going to pretend like government has been doing this thing forever. And this is, there's nothing recent that would make us think like, maybe we should change how we run this government. Like, let's just continue doing it. You guys like what, what you you guys, you were, if, if you guys had the kinds of, if guns were allowed the way that you are suggesting, if we continue on this path, y'all would have been shot and killed. And there were already five people who died, six people. I mean, you can even talk about the officers who took their own lives in the wake of it. And that's what, like eight people at this point, nine who who died directly from the insurrections um, and the aftermath. Like this is, this is outrageous. It's outrageous. And, and the same people, the same people that you had to face down and escape from just two and a half months ago, are the same mm-hmm. people who want to stockpile weapons. It feels yeah. like we should try to do something, anything in the middle to keep that from happening because I really am not looking forward to like Trump launching a social media network oh or whatever. My God. And then like three mo- weeks later having to deal with an actual armed insurrection because there's going to be a joint meeting of Congress to invite 
President Biden to speak, which he should do, which is a normal function of government, but cannot be done because it is not safe. Right. I mean, it's the irony of it being Ted Cruz, of all things. Like, I know the fact that he gets to speak like I can't believe he has not addressed the haircut with how many times he has been on camera and people have clowned him about it. He's just leaning into it now, just completely leaning into it. I think he's trying to like almost do a little bit of a Trump thing where it's like everyone knows you look like shit. And um, (laughs) (laughs) he just stopped trying. Yeah. So speaking of tools used to preserve white supremacy, the filibuster, the gun debate has sort of again, I feel like since Joe Biden took office and we flipped the Senate and we're seeing how hard it is to still do things, people are finally starting to really understand that Republicans in Congress are completely out of step with how the majority of the American population feels about things. But the way that the Senate is designed, of course, gives disproportionate representation to ultra rural voters whose enthusiasm for guns, I think Republicans have exploited for votes. Like we said, this is not a very this is a very vocal group of people and a huge part of the Republican base, but it doesn't really reflect how most Americans feel. So sensing that the filibuster is under threat, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, he went on the defensive yesterday, claiming that the filibuster has no racial history as as uh, senators have been talking about getting rid of it. They've made a point to just flag all of the ways this has been used over centuries to stop legislation that would benefit minority communities, I would say chiefly voting rights. So let's listen to to Mitch's performance yesterday. Historians do not agree it has no racial history at all, none. So there's no dispute among historians uh, about that. How can he okay, everything has a racial history. Like there was once a formal agreement to count black people as three fifths. How can you say that it doesn't have a racial history? Like that is what Congress has been. Congress has been bargaining over the value of of people's lives forever. Like everything has a racial history. Right. Caitlin, do historians agree on this? Oh, yes. Uh, noted historian Dinesh D'Souza and Newt Gingrich, <laughs> maybe, but like not not like real ones, not like people who have peer reviewed studies. Like, no, I mean, uh, first of all, the United States, as Sammy pointed out, is from its inception with by the nature of who was in the room, which was all white dudes, has a naturally racialized and gendered history. The idea that you can separate that out by being like, look, a government of all white dudes was definitely good at determining what was like the the full humanity of the entire country. And they were doing it on land that they had taken from the people who originally lived here. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about Washington was probably wearing another people's teeth. He was was literally he pulled teeth out of the mouths of enslaved people. And he turned them into denture. And that's why it's just so crazy. We're so precious about these like bad white guys, what they said 250 years ago. It's like, I understand. I love Hamilton. It's a great document, but we got to come on. Somebody tweeted yesterday. It's like, really, these were just guys named like Kevin and Craig. And we're just uh, dying, fawning over them for 300 years when they were just like Kevin and Craig's. (laughs) Yeah, it was just your fucking Brad and Chad. And they came up with some good ideas. 300 years later, not all of them are so good. The best of them is in is is left to us. We can choose what we think is the best of their ideas. The, that doesn't mean that we're negating the worst of them. 
by doing so, I think that like some of the stuff that they came up with, which again was based off of things like the Iroquois Confederacy, which again, just appropriating native right. people's constructs and then calling them white dudes. They really just added like yeah. a bunch or so whatever the point is is that they took some some of their their the theories of the day and they applied them to constructs that indigenous people had already built and successfully maintained for a very long time and then they integrated the two and we have some functional stuff in this government but there's a lot of stuff that was never functioning for all of us and it wasn't functioning for them either which is why they amended it two times before we even got to 80 years later, like people just forget that they, mm-hmm. the first 10, they're like, these are the 10, like the 10 commandments or some shit. And then like immediately afterwards, they were like, this is not going to work. This is vice president being right. runner up thing. That's dumb. We are dumb. Let's fix that. Yeah. They immediately did that. Like why, why if they were able to amend it through the process that they designed to amend the constitution, maybe we oh, should yeah. trust that there's a process here. We should move as a society. Right. Why is it such a point of pride to be like an originalist? Like, oh, so you had you never had you had one idea and you never had another idea. That's what you're saying. It's like when I go back and read my college papers, I'm mostly mortified. There are some things where I'm like, oh, my brain worked really well. Then I, that, that was really smart. But most of it, I'm like, oh, God, I've learned so much more. I would have said this that way. Like if the founding fathers came back and they were like, y'all have been just using this. You haven't ch- you've only changed this 26 times or whatever. Yeah, I think they, they really would be mortified more frequently. They really did. They literally had a whole discussion about like, oh, these people are going to need to amend this a bunch because this is we even among themselves are like, this is a piece of shit. We're just all agreeing because <laughs> we can't do anything else. Like we need a functioning government. And the previous version that we came up with where like the states just get to be their own thing and don't owe us anything is a piece of shit that's murdering us. Let's just move on, you guys, and yeah. figure out like some sort of dumpster fire that we can all at least gather around for heat. Let's do it. (laughs) And like like they did. And that's our constitution. But they, again, themselves were like, this is a bad thing. And also the slavery thing where they were just like, a whole economy relies on this thing. Right. (laughs) Also, changing the constitution. You don't have to change the constitution to pass common sense gun reform. It's fine. Right. You don't have to. It's in there. It's in there. Well-regulated. Well-regulated. I, I don't right. understand. Like, if cars are cars well regulated, I think that that's the standard, right? And I'm not the first person to come up with this. Obviously, this has been said by gun rights advocates for a very long time. We're not the the proposed ideas aren't anywhere close. But like the idea that the filibuster does not exist to allow specifically political minority groups, not ethnic minority groups, not religious minority groups, not people who have inborn possibilities but people like literally the senate is designed and was actively crafted by republican senators and this is way back this is back at the turn of the last century 20th century they deliberately created a bunch of states that had very few people but a lot of land and knowing that they were going to trend because of these base to person ratio, we're going to trend to rugged individualists who were going to tend towards the Republican Party rather than the more dense urban areas. And then they locked our house in at the 
uh, at the census yeah. from 1910 before it counted all of the immigrants and then just refused to implement the 1920 census because it would allow cities to dictate our government. And we've been living like that for the last hundred years and it's really, really bad. And it, this anti-majority <laughs> thing does not exist anymore. We have a country that is too diverse and needs too many new things and we need to actually prepare for the country we want to be and not obsess about the country that we were for like 10 seconds in a media a mass media reel like during news reels during the 50s or whatever like who cares who cares you, you know what else is um just interesting culturally about that whole like rugged individualist that type of voter is that they are the ones that are so afraid of everything being taken from them when really the entire country panders to the policies that they want. Also, they were given land to get there in the beginning. Like when no one's coming for you, you've given, you've gotten every advantage. What is your concern? Homestead act. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that all of this is like, like I said, people are like, I feel like on the step, I'm like just trying to show people very clearly, like we're living under minority rule. We're living under minority rule. And I think people and even senators that haven't talked about the filibuster as much are starting to to promote that message. I think it really just will come to down to Joe Manchin, uh, who has not signal, signaled oh. that he'll, he's ready to end the filibuster. But I feel like isn't Joe Manchin like, isn't he more if we end the filibuster, he keeps being yes. that powerful because he gets to be that that 50th vote. Whereas now I feel like he gets away with pandering to West Virginians. I almost, I know not all West Virginians are the same because he knows this with the filibuster, he can play both sides because it's not going anywhere. He can say like, Oh no, I'm not with them. I'm not with Democrats. I'm not going to take your guns. Even if he believes differently, because he's never going to have to vote on it with the filibuster. He is much more powerful if they just get rid of it. And then we're still going to have to fucking deal with Joe Manchin all the time. But at least it's one person not trying to get him and 10 Republicans. Well, 10 Republicans is, is not happening. It's not possible. He sucks. <laughs> we, need, we need two two new states. And that yes. dilute the power of yeah. a certain senator from West Virginia who then will no longer be able to say, if you don't have me, what are you going to do? And then we'll just be like, we'll just go to the other four senators who just will definitely agree with us, I guess. How do we right. get them? With, that's maybe why that maybe that's what he's really afraid of. Although you would need his vote on the on those Republicans. I think we should destroy the Republican Party. I think they're (laughs) implicated in lots of crimes against the Republic. I do (laughs) negotiating with them like they're real. And I think that that ultimately (laughs) undermines Joe Manchin because he sits around being like, well, I'll just play Republicans off of you. And what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, what if the Republican Party were indicted under RICO charges for the amount of money laundering that they've inevitably done of foreign donations to their political party? We know that this is probably a thing. You just need to investigate it and find out what happened because we have lots of evidence of Russian interference. There's so much problems with this, but the Republicans are bad. They're fascists. They support insurrected. Well, nobody even wants nobody wants their policies. That's that's the thing. It's not like, all right. America's split down the middle. We got to negotiate. I don't think any Democrat is unwilling. I'm sure there are, but I don't think any Democrat that we know that really cares about progress is unwilling to negotiate at all. But more people su- support Democratic policies than support Democrats. Like, yes, exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, Joe Manchin is such a dick. Like he the fact that he just sort of like dances on his little pedestal in right. while people die is and like he's one person who can 
he it's in his hands it really is yeah imagine and, if he thought um, about his legacy in a different way things could be a lot different that's our show until the end of democracy i'm amanda duberman i'm sammy sage i'm caitlin bird and this is the betches up podcast the betches up podcast is produced by amanda duberman jorge morales pico and sean kilby editing by jorge morales pico social media by amanda duberman be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.